Welcome to, to the jungle. Indecisive opinions. Our longest episode to date. Problem is, I don't remember being in charge of a podcast until this very moment. <laughs> It'd be three hours long if if I kept up my Danny Glover impression. Dude, the uh, Kevin Hart, the Kevin Hart Danny Glover impression. <laughs> Tell Dude. me, I killed Edit. By talking too slow, just like he always said I would. <laughs> Dude, that's like my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> that shit was that I died laughing. I had the uh, pause rolling on the ground laughing at that shit. Yeah, there's a lot of laugh out loud moments. Uh yeah, very much agreed on that. In this next level, I love I love the idea of the next level. They bring everything to the next level. Everything is exaggerated. Everything is times two. That was what I was telling you guys. I was like, I don't want to tell you guys anything, but like the comedy is like in full force in this movie that it, it almost gets overbearing at times between like impersonations and impressions between (laughs) characters and their avatars and whatnot. So I guess we'll just start it off by saying, have you guys seen this movie before? <laughs> no. This is my first No. Uh, either of you fucking jabronis. <laughs> Dude, these these uh these cherries were busted on this movie. Um Ooh, yes, more more OG rock references, please. Yes. <laughs> it, it was so let me put it to you this way, when we got done with the last movie and there we were faced with yet a third film, the final installment to date of this franchise. I couldn't <laughs> help but wonder what are they going to possibly do with this? I feel <laughs> yeah. like they've already gone as far and further than they could have or I would have ever thought them, uh, you know, be able to achieve with what the original source material was a fucking book, well, picture book, no less. Yeah. Then we got the movie with the first, fi- the first film, then the second film. Like, oh my god, either this is going to be really great or it's going to be extremely shitty. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Full blown fun. Fucking same here, man. I was I was going into this like. I, I was figuring it was going to be really good because you said fucking Danny Glover was in it and so was Danny DeVito. And I'm like, dude, you can't go wrong yeah. with that. And then, yeah. so and then I watched <laughs> and then like going through this whole film, I'm like, dude, this is great. Yeah. This is better than the first, like the first remake. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Whatever we were, you know, reboot, yeah. requel, sequel that I continued to call it. And I think mm-hmm. Lou said that, that Kazdin called it a sequel, right? Yes. The director? Yes. Yep. All right. So this episode, I'll try not to say all four of those in once. I'll just say this is the sequel of the sequel. <laughs> it's simple. What's the problem? It's pro- the part trade. It makes sense. if you, <laughs> Yes. And uh, as Lou said, to this date, because who knows, they could like keep, they could keep going. It's like video game avatars, yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, if they never age and they do it quick enough. But uh <laughs> So that's what I think is funny about how I was trying to drop very little information, but told you guys, yeah, there's uh, there's two big name Dannys in this movie. Were you guys, were you thinking that like they were going to be avatars in the game though? No. Okay. Not at all. Because <laughs> because like yeah, it's it would be another. I was kind of thinking Danny DeVito was going to be like the uh npcs or something like that to be honest with you oh no like he would just be like he'd be like one of the npcs just popping up throughout the movie but 
like I'm really happy with the way it turned out. I feel like if I tell you Danny DeVito and Danny Glover in it, they're not gonna just be a bit part. They're gonna be characters, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but technically they are because it's just people doing impressions of them, you know. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's the phenomenon that is yeah, these two in, like, sequels. Of the movie. I mean. Let's just cut right into it because if you don't like seeing The Rock and Kevin Hart do Danny DeVito and Danny Glover impressions, this movie is not it for you. So with the with the character swaps and everything going on, where were you guys at? Like, did it get overbearing? Because there's a point when I rewatch it that I'm like, somebody might get annoyed with how stupid and old these guys are being in a video game. And they're so clueless. But to me, it's just, it's so, it seems so real. That would be somebody... 60 plus years old if they got sucked into a video game you know like <laughs> honestly i loved it <laughs> i absolutely loved it because it's like that's I, it exactly lends to the comedy way more just yeah way more comedy. i mean the last one's funny too obviously but mm-hmm. like they they just step everything up a notch in this one if it seems yeah, like, like half like they don't understand what's going on until like halfway through the movie you know it, if it's the last movie was them hilarious. on shrooms this movie is them like on speed or meth but like the baby blue meth from Walt and Jesse and shit. Like it's the the bomb dig. It's heavy metal type like drug action, sniffing the cat's butt. You know. The the, the one thing the one thing I will say about like the impressions is initially it was a little it was a little strange because in the first one we got a little bit of that, but not so much because the characters that they were playing they stayed who they were. Well, they, they weren't necessarily the most over the top. Dean DeVito and Danny Glover, it's not that they're over the top, but they are very, they, they are, uh, they are their own actors. They're Danny DeVito right? and Danny Glover. They're Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. They're very <laughs> noticeable when you see them in anything. Exactly. So, so to see that at first, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, they didn't really do this last time. Yes, Jack Black does a, a very feminine uh, voice, his kind of impersonation. The Rock does like Oy vey, like he does that type of shit. But, <laughs> but we, we didn't really get so much of it. So at first, it was like, is this going to be the whole fucking movie? And right. then, and yes. then, that's what uh, I'm saying. But well. but literally, but literally, five minutes later, it's like, and I had said it out loud, I'm like, Kevin Hart is absolutely crushing Danny Glover. Um, and, and his way in which he's interpreting that, like oh the, God, the, the intonation, the, the, <laughs> the timbre, the delivery, like it was fucking perfect. So like, you know, I got used to it and it was forgiven. And then once they, sw- they swapped, it was kind of like, all right, well, let's fucking go, you know, I, like, let, let's fucking go. Right. Because if they did that the entire movie, I feel like it would have absolutely been a little like drawn out. Mm-hmm. It's the fact of when you get to that, you know, it's only like the last half an hour or so, maybe. It's not really that much, but but I remember just being like uh, that the whole like river or whatever makes it possible was just a fucking dope Mm -hmm. a dope idea. When the first time when that happens with uh with um fucking Martha and Fridge, I love that funny scene. That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Body is a weapon. (laughs) Yo, this thing is sick. Yeah, this weapon's fully loaded. (laughs) It was the first thing I did. Dude, it's literally, yeah, like, they're just having a field day getting to do these impressions. And, like, I'm so glad that this movie is, like, uncancelable with how these people are. Like, literally, Jack Black just went from 
the stuck up teenage girl to now doing a super athlete <laughs> black guy impression. He's just Oh yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was it was great the it way It is great though, yeah. They all are. <laughs> I think what's nice too is like it you know, I wonder if there was any moments on set too when Jack Black was like kind of doing the fridge thing where it was like it's not that he had to like ask Kevin Hart or like someone on set being like, is this too much? Am I doing right. too much of this? But then again, you think it's like Jack Black was in fucking Tropic Thunder. So he literally watched a white guy he be saw, a black guy for two hours, you know, like, well, like two hours for us, you know, four months four months for them yeah. probably. Maybe yeah, more. exactly. <laughs> So it's like, so I, I think, I think over, I mean, he absolutely crushed it, you know, for that time period of the film where it was like, all right, we're doing the impressions of the other people who we are. Um, yeah, but fucking perfect. Perfect. They all, they all, they all know the characters of the kids, you know, that are being their avatars beforehand. Like how, you know, I posed the question early on who was watching who to act like which way when it came to the avatars and the teenagers and everything. And then you revealed uh, at least what somebody said, right in the behind the scenes that you saw Lou. I mm-hmm. think it was maybe something Jack Black said, how he, he asked the actress that plays Bethany, uh, like all the stuff that she was into just to see like, you know, what, oh, what, see, what, what did, kind of, what not... kind of girl am I getting at here? Exactly. I did not mention that, um, but that's good. Oh, that's very. Well, I did something not... else. Listen back, no, well, people. Listen to our well, episode no, on Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> if if I remember correctly, what I talked about was the fact that like they essentially chose those specific actors for, for oh, that. Yeah. For, right. Like those were hand selected. Exactly. Like the parts were hand selected and hand written for. No, yeah, that. we did, we did, we did, we had that, we had that. Of course. That is interesting, course. though. Like I didn't know Jack Black did a little. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis action being like, let me get in your head, for you know, and see what you're into. Like, that's that's yeah. awesome. And and I feel like they really had to – they really knew what they were doing on the second one here because some of the BTS that I got on this, uh, on this Blu-ray and shit is that, you know, they already had the first movie to know – who everybody was. So even if, even if it's like Jack Black, where in this one it's fridge, most of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he has the whole welcome to the jungle movie to just see Kevin Hart being that, you know, cause it's just, yeah, they just got to pretend to be like this kind of very, you know, all the kids are very stereotypical at first. I think someone said it reminded them of the breakfast club or something the way, you know, you got the outcast, you got the jock, you got the pretty mm-hmm. girl, and then you got the not so pretty weirder girl or whatever fucking Ali Sheely was supposed to be. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that whole thing, you know, it's very just these are stereotypes. Let's pretend to be them. So it is kind of cool knowing that the seasoned vets of these actors that are the avatars are the ones looking at the kids being like whatever they do in those 15 minutes, you know, in the beginning of the movie is I'm going to build off that. That's it. Basically, mm-hmm. good good time to study, I think. So, yeah. It was fun. What a great, what a great time. What good job, everyone acting. <laughs> well, no, I think it's, it's good it's, it's... job all around. Pat on the back. A round of applause, a bouquet of flowers for all a co- of you. A couple of them get to do multiple, multiple roles. Aquafina gets to do two people. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that nice for her? Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, what's what's pretty awesome about this the way in which they did this again 
is the fact that it's like before it's like we had pointed out it's like they're kind of locked into one and now it's like we they're toying with our characters yet they're 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 and, and they introduce a new you know a new play well technically two new playable avatars i guess yep. um which was I, I did again same thing i did not know where they were going with this and then oh, it was yeah. like just there's one not up and one everything. but there's two it's like oh man <laughs> exactly i know they're doubling down man sequel stuff you know sequel mm-hmm. stuff going down milo and eddie you gotta have it it's a really funny combination it's really really good how they only have real seriously like 10 15 minutes in the beginning of this movie to show these characters and how they're like i mean you know it's a sequel so now it's like they get a little longer because you have the first movie to see the first movie like it just nails that with the kids of showing like all right now you have this entire rest of the film that the rock is doing a fucking nat wolf impression like damn good job (laughs) really (laughs) seriously I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what else to say. We got a. We got. We got favorite moments. We got any. I mean, you guys said it's your first time seeing this. So what are what are some first time takeaways? You know, Joey. Uh, what wow. did, what did, what did you like when you when you when you first saw this? What was what was the vibes? When they first get to the jungle and everybody's like falling down, like through the branches and shit, figuring like, out who's who. Yeah, and then like uh, the hippopotamus comes back. Yeah, almost eats fucking uh, Milo or whatever, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> and then, uh, fucking um, you got uh, to have eyes in the back of your head. Fucking what's uh, what's his name? <laughs> fucking Karen Gillan. Fucking yeah, cat, tackles him. Out, yeah, tackles him out of the way. And then Jack Black throws like a cantaloupe in its mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I like that though because it was really introducing the official like one upping of everything making this the next the next level because they're like all right it was the hippopotamus but then the snake happens and they're like whoa that was new and then the plane shows up with our boy reese darby and martha like specifically says why is there a plane or something like that yeah yeah and and you're automatically like freaking out because their whole reasoning for going back in to help spencer is like we did it before as a team we know we can do it like we did that and they're thinking they're just gonna play the same exact game over again which is like, yeah, maybe if this wasn't a fucking movie, because that would be boring. <laughs> so they got to add some fucking spice, yo. They had a whole new dish, not even spice. It was there's pretty just, awesome. There's asparagus instead of broccoli this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what about what about you, Lou? What was shocking you on the first well, view? It's, it's not even – I don't even want to say it was shocking, but like one of the things that blew me away, and I, I think we had mentioned in the first one, was the fact of like the, the tech – like I couldn't really figure out and pinpoint like what technically time period, what year there's fucking they're still using candlelight, but they have, you know, motorcycles. And then this one, it, it doom did again. Buggy. There's doom buggies. Yeah, there, it's this weird mixture of like modern and post-apocalyptic and ancient and fucking whatever. So like at, at first I was again, it's still still kind of throwing me off. But then I just kind of accepted it. And even more so in this one. With the weaponry that people were using, we saw, you know, everything from straight up firearms, you know, to swords, fucking goddamn branches with like coconuts on the end of it. Nunchucks. (laughs) Rocket launchers. I mean, literally multiple. They they hit so many different things. And you would think like this cannot figure out what the fuck it's supposed to be. But like. I didn't give a shit 
<laughs> you know, like halfway yes. through, I'm like, whatever, like this is just Jumanji. Like we were only exposed to a very, the very classic element of it. Um, right. especially let's, because so the, let's build on it. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. build on it because the only fucking person that we saw emerge from the game was essentially a piff helmet wearing fucking colonist, you know? So like we didn't know anything. <laughs> Not a postal worker. <laughs> Not a postal worker. So like that's all that we knew trapped in, you know, early, you know, 1900s right that it's that was when it's where it the weaponry was from that's pretty Correct. much the only cue we got was the guy at the gun shop saying they haven't made these bullets since blank time period you know the weapon the weaponry and basically his getup it was very like yep. yeah the getup, you know yeah. yeah south african colonists you know like you know cecil rhodes looking motherfucker um yeah. Rhodesia. So it's just like it's it's that kind of thing that again it, I thought it was going to be more of a thing where I'm like I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, but then it's like you know you just you introduce a new villain. He lives atop a fucking goddamn frozen ass mountain, and he's, it's, he's the fucking hound from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. He's noticeably <laughs> larger and taller than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Well, Anne doesn't. Anne can take punches from him too. Oh, like, dude! Yeah, actually was... having a true boss—that yes. was another. That was another right? cool representation. Like you actually have a boss battle. Whereas it's not that that didn't occur in in the first one, but like it, that was way more. It was still team. It was still teamwork based, but like an actual boss battle between like t- technically the two strongest people. Oh like, yeah, it it probably worked out that way on purpose. Like oh, it, ha- it has it has to be Bravestone to take him down. Exactly. Someone's always playing as Bravestone, you know? Yeah. That's like th- that's like you have three people and you're going to play the OG Smash Brothers and no one picks Captain Falcon. You're looking around like, hold hold, hold on, let's all off ourselves. This is stupid. Somebody's going to be Captain Falcon, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and then you, it's it's so simple. You just retaliate when someone picks Captain Falcon and you pick Kirby. I don't understand. <laughs> that's how you get them. That's how you get them, you know? But yes, I love that. Check I love that in the uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's it's uh So Mike, so let me ask you this. You've obviously saw this before us. When was the first time that you saw it? Did you was it love at first sight? Did it take uh a, a couple wa- watch throughs for it to grow on you? What were what were your initial takeaways if you can remember when you saw this in 2019? I do. I remember going to the theaters in 2019 and I was just having a blast and everybody in the theater was having a blast and it was like outrageous uproar once you get to the jungle and people realize who is in each avatar and that whole plane ride there's just so many dumb little lines that everyone is just losing their fucking minds at and so i'm like all right i got a great audience that i'm with here like this is gonna be the best fucking movie of all time and it was really fun. So, you know, maybe not the greatest fucking movie of all time, but I'm just like, just happy to know I was in good company seeing a movie that, you know, made a shit ton of money when they did Welcome to the Jungle. It's obvious to do a sequel. It's a franchise. People know about it now. It was kind of, I don't know, it felt kind of like a smaller version of like a Marvel movie in, a, in the like, you know, era of the Winter Soldier and shit when you go see it back then there's not a gajillion people that are balls deep into it just yet but you still have a fuck ton of fans and everyone is just having a blast because they know what they're getting now especially with this one a third in a series it's a third in our series right now on indecisive opinions 
Oh, fuck yeah. Bingo. So, yeah, love at first sight. Uh, that's why I always say, like, it's really hard to choose which one of these sequels I like more because I, re- I really do like them both a lot equally. I There's some dumb, like, like you were kind of saying, Lou, not like flaws or inconsistencies and stuff that really bother me about this one. It's just they take more of the liberties where you need to just suspend the disbelief a little more with the shit that's like clearly it's a video game if you think about it, you know? So just suspend mm-hmm. your disbelief and all the ridiculous shit can happen and it's fine. And we don't know why there's suddenly a shop and Alex was in this game for 20 years, but he specifically says on the first one, it doesn't feel like 20 years. Anywho, inconsistencies aside is great. <laughs> good, good. I feel well, like there's a lot less in the Welcome to the Jungle one that they really nailed down, you know, laying the base for everything. And like they didn't play it entirely safe. I want to say, but this, but this, the next level is like they fucking took the seatbelts off and like opened the the doors. It's it's so not safe. Is that is that that's what I'm getting at? They're doing what yeah. they want. <laughs> well, n- not only that, but uh, one of the things I noticed right off the bat is literally they depleted all of their lives almost immediately. Yeah, like they, I feel like they, 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 all, they all are down to the last one. At the end of the, when they get up to the castle or whatever, around yeah. that, right before that part. Yeah. Yes. Dude, like, seaplane within like a minute loses two of them. And I was like, yo, I would be freaked out if that happened too. Mm-hmm. That, that, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, ter- it's more terrifying than slowly losing one over whatever days, weeks, you know? Well, that's what was hilarious to me about when they showed up. And he like everyone's like, oh, you know, <laughs> how are we going to do this? And and he, he's like, all right, come on, everybody, like put, do the whole like group hug, put your hands in the fucking center and all that shit. And I had said <laughs> out loud, I'm like, it's easy for this motherfucker to say he's got three lives. He just showed up. And then five minutes later, he di- he loses two of them in a three minute yep. span. And you and you were like, all right, never mind. <laughs> I guess they that that works. They balanced it out. Basically, mm-hmm. I thought the yeah. same thing with Bethany. I was kind of like, all right, how is this fair? <laughs> I was like, do, they don't, do they change characters? Do they reset their lives? Does it go to only that avatar or the person playing? That was like the only shit I had a question about. Cause there yeah, wasn't... I was kind of thinking about that myself. Like if somebody has two lives, but they switch characters with somebody that has one life, how many lives do they have? Yeah, because they explained in the first one how you can give a life to save somebody, but there was never like a dire moment in this one really like that so so i was i was just curious now that they you know they went to the next level we'll say and uh, (laughs) started doing shit like that and the and the you know the river of swappage is what i'm gonna call it now swappage the river of swappage because you know maybe like it's a swamp and that sounds like swappage moving on i kind of i kind of like the fact that they they incorporated that element in there because like in how many video games that we've played where like you can adjust your avatars like specs and and their heads and shit this is obviously a whole other this is a whole other thing where it's like you're literally changing characters somebody else but like i feel like that's the way in which they can kind of make up for like a kind of player customization and or being like Nope, you have the ability to trade someone off. Think of it this way, motherfuckers. Think about when you're playing Donkey Kong and you can switch off between Donkey Kong and Diddy because you have to complete a certain part of the fucking map. Or yep, yep, or 
if I'm not mistaken. In Mario Brothers 2, you can play as specific characters because they have certain abilities. For example, Peach can fall or float down. Toad, I think, jumps the highest, or maybe it's Luigi. It doesn't fucking matter. The The point is, you, you have the ability to swap mm-hmm. off characters. I think that element is also pretty fucking sweet, too, because it plays more like a video game. This person is better at blank. Remember, he's like, you are the worst Bravestone ever, right? Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously. That. Yeah, that shit was fucking funny. It's so true. Like, he never even played as Bravestone, which is the most amusing part, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he, just, he can just recognize, like, especially in that moment after the fucking dunes when he's just laying there like, that was amazing. Did you see me? I was fearless. And they're just like, yeah, that's the character you're playing. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's your attributes. <laughs> yeah, because they all have it. Like when Milo randomly starts talking about any zoology mm-hmm. fact right away, they're all like instantly shocked when he's like, ooh, that right there was a hippopotamus fascinating creatures (laughs) they're very fast on their feet and like literally like uh martha and fridge look at each other like kind of shocked in that moment where it's like oh it doesn't matter if these are old dudes if the if something is prompt if the situation is like prompted you know their abilities will come to light essentially yeah Mm -hmm. which is you know the geometry came in for fucking Shelly Oberon and Fridge was finally like, maybe this character isn't such a piece of shit. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, for that one moment in time, you were stoked about it. Yeah, for, yeah, for that can't, moment. Can't do it, can't do it. Go and, do, go and try some burpees again. <laughs> oh, that was great. One. I, what, did you, what did you guys think of, of them kind of tweaking what their strengths and weaknesses were? It was another, dude, level up, you know? Next level. Mm-hmm. Same thing, yeah. I, especially yeah. Bravestone didn't have any weaknesses last time. That bothered the hell out of me. Dude, I like how I like how he has like one simple but cool. one weakness, and then like the one weakness blows him up, and you never see him again. Well, because if it, it blows somebody, all of them up, yeah, it, oh, yeah it blows, it blows all of them up. Yeah, that's how they all lose. Yeah, I know that, but I mean like, which is crazy. I think then, that's like, it. You just I think never he... see him again. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's it. It's just that that guy just took one life from every single person in this game. That's pretty harrowing. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say for an NPC like that's extremely harrowing. Stay away from Switchblade, you dumb fuck. Dude, I know that. Yes, exactly. You dumb fuck. It tells you it's your weakness. Everyone else is literally like, if you were a smart person playing this video game, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's like when mm-hmm. you go the. It's when you go left in like fucking Kanto, immediately towards where the Elite Four is. You, you what are you thinking? You just started this game. You can't do that. Oh that's yeah. What, that's just one you example. <laughs> you don't have you don't have strength yet. You don't have surf. You ain't going fucking nowhere. But I want to go to the little cave over there. Yeah. You haven't played the game yet. Play the game. Play then the you, game. Then you can do things. Play the game. Pretend to do work. No, your boss mm-hmm. isn't a jerk. Exactly. Speed run. Speed run. Yeah, just uh, th- them just one up in the shit like that every same i could say that a million times everything's just one upped in this so i did enjoy that uh them experiencing like the dunes and you know like i was saying all the new shit mainly how it's just martha and fridge though being like fully fucking i don't know frightened or like just completely baffled how like everything is different suddenly and no idea why and they didn't pick their avatars like I love the way that they're playing off that right away because that dune buggy chase scene is like really fun for something to just drop right into. 
Yeah. How so, did Spencer dude, do that dude, by himself? The whole ostrich thing in general is fucking hilarious. <laughs> what else do we need like, to know? <laughs> <laughs> they're very aggressive <laughs> or, or some shit. Dude, that was, so, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I, I got, know. I got, a, I got a level with you guys. And so I'm, I have very few creatures on this planet that I really don't like. <laughs> and I with like with all of my being I fucking I do not like ostriches tell us Milo come on I think I think they're fucking I think they're disgusting looking their their necks it's like earthworm gym except they're a bird and they can't fucking fly wow that is it, what they look just, like they're so gr- they're just gross like if you see them like the weird little sprouted hair like these ones had big horns on their head so they're more like the prehistoric supposedly fucking you know prehistoric dinosaur yeah, birds or whatever looking, but yeah. like they're yeah, just they're if you if you look at a picture of an ostrich and i'm gonna send you guys one after we get done recording this All right. they're they're Thanks. gross. They can't even grow hair on the top of their heads, but they have big ass. They have big ass feathers and shit. It looks weird. Like they want to be a flamingo. They want to be a beautiful thing that stands on one leg and eats shrimp, which causes Aww. their fucking fur to, be, you know, their feathers to be dyed pink. And if they don't eat enough shrimp, then their feathers get fucking white. So they rely works? on the nutrients to fucking color the feathers. Yes, that is how that works. Is and this real? Can we? Look this is real. This is real. And I'm not the zo- zoologist character. I'm not playing as a zoologist <laughs> character right now. That is something I learned that via zoo books when I was a kid, or maybe it was Highlights magazine. I can't fucking remember. Funny thing is you don't remember knowing any of that until right now i don't know why i know all this but <laughs> but they are they are without a doubt they are without a doubt one of the ugliest creatures on this planet and dude that's talk that's that's keeping in mind the fucking lantern fish that's keeping in mind the goddamn cuttlefish that's keeping in mind all of these gross creatures that live in the fucking abyss and or certain parts of the ocean oh lou said his ostriches, favorite james cameron movie everybody ostrich, <laughs> ostriches are without a doubt the grossest that's the name of his looking creatures james on this cameron. fucking planet planet they're Movie. so creepy they're mean they're aggressive like growing up I, my dad's buddy owned emus and i never knew yeah, why I was like, why emus, the fuck you have right. emus like, why you got fucking emus those. Yeah. And, and those also creep me out because they're like the dumb cousin of the ostrich so they're even dumber they're even they're the meaner version <laughs> they they just look <laughs> they're, they're stupid they're stupid and i'm sure they're they're wicked smart like if if I were to talk to an actual zoologist like Milo, and be like, well, actually, it's like, all right, How man, about I don't that? give a fuck. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Are they dumber or are they smarter? And it's like I just fucking I hate ostriches. They creep you me the fuck out. You will say they're fascinating creatures. They are not fascinating. They are not majestic like the fucking camel. Okay, I'll tell you that fucking much. Ah, they are the camels gross. are majestic beasts. They are That's... gross, gross, gross animals. All right, so well, that I'd whole like to sequence... take this time to apologize to our ostrich and emu listeners that are out I'm there. Just saying, if I'm you are just provoked, saying. if you are provoked, you can come and bop Lou on the head. You do, you bop me on the fucking he'll noggin. Have, I... He'll have two lives left. Dude, I will have two lives. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that opening sequence where you see the single Scram. one running. You see the single one running at him. I'm like, yeah, that and, is weird. And, and full-blown Danny DeVito. You talking then, to me? And then yeah. it's the fucking stampede. So automatically I go oh, from yeah. being like, uh, gross. And then it's a herd of fucking goddamn ostrich running at the motherfuckers yeah. in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's the other thing that I really enjoyed about this. They explore multiple sets of terrain. 
they're not just limited to the jungle yep, like as cool. in as in welcome to the jungle which we touched on briefly but the fact is they go through these different climates because everyone's freaked it's out the next level because it's the next level but but within the next Bada level bam. they pack in they start off in the jungle they go to the sand dunes they wind up in like a fucking whatever a modern fucking going up forest the, going up the and mountain, then it's a, and then it's a mountain. Yep. yeah exactly it's cold so crazy they they hit literally every type of habitat with the exception of you know i guess really exploring like swimming if you will you where's know? those monsoons at man where the monsoons at oh, that's what i'm saying never that's come saying. never come back from the game i don't know that's great that was great so you didn't you didn't like the ostriches is what you're getting at i, I do not way? like i do not like ostrich oh, okay I, I do not. It's just crazy because like eat, they're they're in the jungle, you know, and you know you have this fucking boner for getting sucked into the jungle in the Jumanji game. So uh, I yeah, yeah, but see the thing is, I feel like I feel like I feel like they belong ah. in the fucking Serengeti. They belong. They belong in the desert. Like I don't know as if we'd be in the middle of the Amazon and then all of a sudden a big dumb fucking ostrich pokes its head out from you know a fern bush, no, you know, or or. or, or a fucking rubber tree plant. I don't know what the fuck grows in the jungle, but like, it's a just, I don't, fat. sure. I, I don't know <laughs> as if, I don't know as if they would be in the jungle, but they are in the desert and they are in the Serengeti and all that shit. I'm pretty sure they're like African, like of African descent. Some, yeah, some, yeah. yeah, they are. Some motherfuckers can be like, well, actually they're, it's like, all right, well, fucking sue me, but ostriches are gross. No, no, they are. They're, it's it's typically uh, North African, I believe. Yeah. That's what they say in Not- Dude, Where's My Car? Dude, Where's My Car? Why? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that that's the most, I think <laughs> that's the most true statement that's been made on this podcast today. Thank you. Hold me to dude, it. Dude, Where's My Car? Would not lie. Uh, and I, I think there's something to be said for that. You know, yeah. I, I'm Go probably going to ponder on that way, way too long. Oh, you don't uh, want to say it now? Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're pissed what, what off you that to... I you're pissed off because I told you that you, you you can't get sucked into the jungle now without dealing with ostriches. Taking back your stance. No, from the last no, no, no. Two so here's the thing. Here's I the told thing. you it's terrifying. Did, Those big large not... birds account for the terrifyingness of getting sucked into the jungle, <laughs> as well as the process of turning into nano bits while being sucked in in that frightening sequence that happens multiple times in these movies. Now you're filled with regrets. I see you. I'm not. I'm not filled with regrets because I would have done it differently. At and you'd have to go the, back the, a second time as well in order to finally face these. So options. here's the thing: I wouldn't. I wouldn't have left the game the original. Like after completing the oh, first mission, we got I would not have left. So therefore, therefore, the game in my mind, the game would have stayed the same. Right? I just it would not have shifted to the Lou, ne- next level. Lou is Nigel Billingsley. I just realized that, guys. Yes. 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 Lou I, that, is Nigel Billingsley. That is. Who was on wondering. location playing as Nigel Billingsley recently when he visited Hawaii? Tell us about this, Lou. So, in, in a nutshell, Hawaii is a very beautiful <laughs> I'm going to spend very little time talking about this. Hawaii is a very beautiful spot. Plenty of fucking uh, amazing scenery. The fucking UV index was a motherfucker. Talk about goddamn sunscreen on white people. It's just, you cannot get enough of it. <laughs> um, I was, it was very yeah, cool. 5, so, if you look, it, there is there's a database. I know we talked about it briefly. There is a, in another episode. There is a database that exists online. Uh, the typical movie pe- or the, the advanced movie people are going to be like, well, duh, obviously. It basically shows you where certain movies were shot. And it'll show Home pictures locations. of what. Com. Correct. And it'll show current. 
you know, the most up-to-date or the last time a picture was taken of this house that was oh, in yeah. fucking Blast from the Past. This is where it was in the middle of fucking uh, Idaho or I what the fuck ever, right? From the past. So, so <laughs> there, um, Mike, had, Mike had actually brought this up while they were shooting the first one. Um, they basically would take time in between shoots in Hawaii and essentially just go hang out on the beach and shit, which is uh, amazing. Shooting a tropical, sh- shooting on site on tropical. Yeah, everything about them doing this movie is probably the best fucking time of their life. You know, from oh, the characters yeah. they get to play, from hanging out in a beautiful location. Well, they had fun with it. They had fun with it. Right, but you, you know? know they're actors, so they also got paid. I don't know, like five. The Rock might have made a couple mil. Dude. <laughs> Two tree, tree fitty. I don't know. What Two the fuck. tree fitty. I don't know. Let's consult <laughs> Vinny Chase and the boys a little later. They'll know. They know how that works. But oh. yes, in a, in a nutshell, Jumanji was a beautiful place. And fun fact for everyone. Now that we're on uh, fun facts, originally um, when individuals settled, there were no snakes on. Uh, there were no natural predators on Hawaii. It was a literal fucking like. It was a, it was like a, a, a heaven, a mecca, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, a, it was, it was a slice of paradise. There, paradise. there were no, there were no mosquitoes. Like it was truly uh, an area in which that was un, un, unruptured by like modern technology and all that shit. And people lived in harmony with nature. Um, and then obviously when the mother, when we showed up, you know, bringing disease and destroying wildlife and all that stuff. And hey, uh, humans. Hey. yeah, yeah. But, but regardless, see, we um, brought it back for the ostrich listeners that we ripped yes. on ourselves now too. We did. We did squawk, so, squawk about that. Bitch. I'm still not sorry. I'm still not sorry. Ostriches are gross, but, um, but, Put uh, that but no. motherfucker on his head. Make him regret going to the jungle every day of his life. Visiting Jumanji was visiting Jumanji was uh, was was pretty fucking rad. Tight. Glad that you enjoyed that and got to see some of the shit. As we're going over this, as well as most people might not know, or that we mention every now and then. Uh, even when we watch these movies, we really like to table everything when we're hanging out and practicing and shit until right now, so we can lay it all out for the first time. So even though Lou just got back from Hawaii, we really didn't say shit about it. We were just like, hey, how was it? Good. Cool. Talk about it exactly. later. <laughs> Talk about it later because it's in the middle of doing these two episodes where these two movies are filmed like almost back to back as well because of how insanely popular the first one did. Like they just went right back down there and did it again. So it's like you get to see this movie. Oh, that's cool. Or you get to see Welcome to the Jungle and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you fucking went there like a week mm-hmm. later. Good times, dude. It capitalize. was it was quite serendipitous. Uh, I, I I think I, I, I think if uh, if if folks had the ability to go to, to locations like that, it's like I'm not a beach guy. I'm my blood is way too thick for that shit. But like I definitely you know enjoyed it. It's beautiful. You know, will I go there again? I don't know. I would rather explore Europe and other parts of the U.S. and all that great shit. But, but regardless, yeah. but regardless, I want to. The one thing I wanted to ask both of you guys specifically about this movie, and Joey, I guess we can kind of take aim at, at you. Um, when it comes to what we saw in the first one, where you had very specific enemies or challenges that would emerge from the game, and the game would give a riddle, and then they would come out. In the second one, we saw a little bit of that, 
but it was very clear when it was like, here's your challenge. Here's your challenge. Remember the snake in the fucking basket. Like yeah. th- there's yeah. all these different things, the, the stampede and then they're flying the fucking plane, you know, and then the rhinos are, are circling around the fucking stone and the, you know, they have to do the crazy maneuver and all that shit. What was, what was your guys' opinion on how they presented like the villains in this, whether they be animals, the fucking the environment, like because it was different. This, as, we, as we pointed out, this was an, the the next level. So I, I feel so. like the, I feel like the first two kind of followed more in line, or I should say, the Welcome to the Jungle followed a little bit more in line with the original movie versus yeah. this, which was a whole. It was the next level. How many more fucking times are we going to say this on this episode? <laughs> it was the next level. Know, so, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering <laughs> your thoughts on that. Like, wh- did you? Was that something you noticed? Was it something you liked? When what? What different enemies that they encountered challenges did you really like in this one? It's been um, proven. Yeah. I, Tell them, I, Zoe. Honestly, I didn't really pay much attention to like that whole like thing with the enemies being so different. I just, I. I I, I do I did now that watching it again like as we're talking right now while it's silent I do notice like the enemies are like more blended in with everything it seems like they're more all over all over the place rather than like they just show up like throughout like different things like they're already there you know mm-hmm. yeah what well, what's well, like the the way I can best describe it, it's like it's not even how it's not even how they were presented in a way it's more or less like there would be very clear cut aspects of like all right now you have to get to the airplane hangar and we're going to utilize this character because because he can you know, fly the airplanes and shit like because that. he can fly the airplane because she's the killer of men like there's all of these different things whereas in this one because i feel like because they they knew each other's yeah. characters they kind of they understood really what what their own right. assignments were. yeah yeah no, it was what, more yeah. I, I feel like this one was more chaotic in that Absolutely. regard. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, Especially with having fucking uh, Danny Glover and uh, Danny DeVito as the characters, too, not knowing what's going on. And then you have these characters that do know what's going on and, like, already, like, know what their characters do and shit. Like like Mike was saying earlier with uh, uh, Fridge saying that's the worst Brave Stone ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, just by watching, he can yeah. tell. Like, even Spencer was better as Brave Stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not even good. it's not even a compliment basically but yeah i there's like some little things though they do add in there that i like uh they they have the whole like follow the flame thing that comes in like double handy oh mm-hmm. yeah and then um and then when you know also like i said with fridge being consumed by how useless uh Shelly Oberon is like the geometry comes in handy for the mandrel bridge scene basically that's all him oh yeah like obviously oh, yeah. bravestone's there to save people if like they fuck mm-hmm. up and shit as ha- it happens but when they're all like oh we can't see this that's his visualization of his character again because how he can see the map you know it's a visualizing mm-hmm. thing he can see the geometry like he's fucking uh P- Peter Parker Basically, and did, have you guys seen that one Spider-Man? Moving on, in case we haven't. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Luke, I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. He uses geometry, bitch. It's Jesse Pinkman. Basically, is in this movie. But yeah, like there's there's little things like that. that still, kind of 
are geared more towards a certain character, you know, but it is more chaotic, especially because of what Joey said, like, because you have the Bravestone and Mouse characters, like, not having a fucking clue what they do, what a video game is, let alone what their avatars, characters, attributes and shit are. So that's how they have to slowly bring that back up and then one-up it with more, you know, more more, more action. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like a lot of that wouldn't have happened if it was just somebody that knew, like, what their character was. Like, right away, if you're Bravestone, you know, like, all right, well, I got to save the day by everyone getting in this doom buggy and being fearless and getting us out of here, you know? I got to talk fast about what the animal is coming up to know what we got to do because I'm the zoologist. But they do the total opposite at the first that's why yeah. it could be it could be very aggravating for viewers, you know, when you see like if you watch The Last Man on Earth and how Will Forte is just losing and losing and losing and losing that entire show, nothing like works out for him well and there's barely any humans left in the world, it can sometimes that can sometimes detra- distract the viewers from being like I don't like this cuz this person just never learns, you know, and it's like eh, give give more time for the character arc first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give a little bit more time and it'll happen but that could that could i can understand that proving to be frustrating in those aspects you know especially until uh they meet up with spencer the main character and when um you know seaplane and, and the horse whatever the horse's name was when they show up and then uh, there's, more, there's more going on there yeah the cyclone? horses the, yeah it's cyclone oh, yeah it's cyclone cyclone hey want to sing it in Axl Rose's voice but yeah that's I don't know that's what I think like yeah it's definitely there's no more of the really like you roll the die and the thing happens like in the original Jumanji which is so much of the joy and fun and everything of bringing a board game to life in a movie like that you know this one's definitely just yeah craziness all at once slamming into you boom that's why I'm always concerned like what are they going to do if they really try to do a third or you know fourth technically to wrap up their own trilogy because she made a shit ton of money like why wouldn't they man who knows well see p- part of me wonders too is like think think of it this way so in the first one they are playing a physical game on their plane of existence which ref- represents an entirely different world within jumanji and basically the board game is the portal between those two worlds so as yeah, we, we know saw Yes. So as we saw, <laughs> as we saw in the second and third one, essentially they're then thrust into that world. So they, the way that they had to interpret it in the first film was basically one thing at a time. Even though once things were pulled out, they stayed there until the game was over. Right. Exactly. In this, in this, in these two, they were thrust in and they stayed into the game and everything else stayed in there until they completed it, and then they were removed from it. So instead of it being a very controlled environment where things happen chronologically, one at a time, you roll the dice, you move. Now they are literally within the chaos of Jumanji. Yeah, so the, ma- the map kind of guides them through each, you know. Correct. I don't but it's almost, say it's almost, more, it's name, almost more difficult. Yeah, it, it's almost it, it's, it's like a trillion times more difficult. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's why when they first get in this game in the next level, when they first go back in the game and they see how everything's different and it is a new level or map or whatever you want to call it, it's very fucking like horrifying. Oh, we just thought we could stroll through this because we've done it before and now it's a completely different thing again and we have to worry about dying again. Mm-hmm. 
and things just slowly come at you. You know, I don't know, like, like they got a little, uh, they got a little map when I got like the movie with this. This is that, that's kind of cute, but it's just, uh, it's just the Shelly map where you can see every like level as it happens, basically. So they got as they as they trek through and they meet uh they meet up with Ming, you know, and then they go up the mountain. It really is from like sand dunes to a valley to up a mountain. It's it's very different terrain than oh, we've yeah, seen dude. before. So it's really cool than it just being a jungle, even though you know the jungle's still there somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere I, in the distance. I thought I thought it was great. I thought the way in which they kind of captured that like. The, the true chaos of of Jumanji versus and and how far it came like their current interpretation of it's like no this is straight up chaotic yeah you cannot just be a Jonas brother chilling in a fucking basically the equivalency of <laughs> you know a fucking giant ass treehouse Swiss Family Robinson making fucking goddamn margaritas Ayo, and shit you know Alan like Paris you can you can do that but yeah. Alan Parrish motherfucking used banana leaves for how many fucking years, you know, to wipe his goddamn <laughs> ass before he went back into fucking his plane of existence. What happened? That clip is at a yard sale? Or wait, who's it? The Krampets. The Krampets have a yard no, the sale. No, cl- it's the Klampets. Oh, the and Klampets. The, 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 line, the line is, what <laughs> happened to you? What happened to you? Did you shave with a piece of glass? What happened to you? The Klampets have a yard sale. That's that good. Because she was wearing overalls. So I great. Like it. I like it. Yes. You guys remember? Yes. You guys remember the Beverly Hillbillies movie? Yeah. Uh, which yeah, you, the the one with our boy fucking Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah, Ernest. Yeah, Kevin Connolly, Rob Schneider. Yep. Very familiar. Very yep. familiar. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, was, that was a funny one. Uh, uh, shit. I was gonna say something else about this, but then I lost myself as so I wanted one- to do. One of the one of the things that I wanted to mention, I really enjoyed. I know we talked a little bit about like the comedy was definitely turned up in this one. Yeah. Um, one one of the things that I really enjoyed is the entire sequence of essentially Kevin Hart and Jack Black impersonating the brothers, and that entire that the entire brothers Kabebek. The, the the movement of them through infiltrating the castle, making it to the actual like court of our homeboy, getting in front of him. And then that, I mean, all, all of that together was just like, I, I, I love that. I love a good yeah. fucking, you know, we're impersonating people who are impersonating other folks, you know, like. It, and, and, which, and, the, and the NPCs are just like rolling with it. Exactly. Really, which is, which is very, they just got to say the right thing. Bethany right away is like, may we take that stone from you? And the guy just ignores it completely. So great. It's very much like, oh, which sister? Um, was it uh, Becca or Sierra? <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny. Oh, that is a great, yeah, it's a great scene. Brooke, I, I think you said two. Yeah, Brooke. I just love how uh, I love how Fridge like cannot possibly drop that he's a eunuch. He just has to pretend, but he can't even. He can't even pretend. Everybody knows the story <laughs> about my brave brother and his testicles. <laughs> His balls are here in spirit. His balls are here in spirit. They're here in spirit. <laughs> yep, I don't have any balls. <laughs> so great. Yeah, that, that yeah, that is very funny. Joey, what are some what are some other what are some like comedic moments that we haven't gotten to stick oh, out to you? Um when you have Eddie meeting up with Switchblade's wife. And Ooh, he's yeah. like he's like he's like not understanding that she's like an NPC and he's like 
Oh yeah, I, I totally remember you. You know, dude, that whole like thing is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and every like, every NPC that interacts with him or Milo is yeah, is ridiculous. Because they great. don't understand. Surely you notice me, your old pal Nigel Billingsley Mouse. Oh wait, Nigel, I thought that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, that, that was, was that, great. That was. Uh, Dude, the the crowd like erupted during those sequences when I was in the theater. Everyone was just absolutely loving their impersonations of those guys, and uh, it was great. It was great, yeah. And let's also mention the that was um that was uh the chick who played Alex in Entourage. She was in that show. Yeah, she made it. She made it in this. Yep, Tequila Avion. She was in those seasons. Yeah, for all you out there who know what we're talking about, tied it in. It happens. Mm-hmm. She also like she hooks up with Turtle though, you know. So a lot of people mm-hmm. don't see it as very believable. Her having a fling with Bravestone in this, yeah, it seems pretty you know, just believable. That matches. I, that tracks. I, I look good. I never looked this good in my life. <laughs> you never Dude, looked I'm... like that in your life. My head's a different color. Your whole body's a different color. <laughs> so great. It's a good look on me, eh? I think. I finally idea... gets hair. I finally got hair. <laughs> Dude, when Ming when Ming was love basically when Ming was doing the Danny DeVito thing, yeah, that was yeah, so yeah. Aquafina was Dude, really that was so that. spot on. Yeah, was she... so spot on. What do you what do you how do you what do you why would I have tweezers on me? Yeah, she was just well, the, the having a fucking over, seal day with that. The, the hunched over like walk and shit and the hands on the <laughs> hips. It was just like it was so She's watched is always sunny a time or two. She's watched fucking everything. One floor of the nest, fucking throw mama from the I mean, like literally, goddamn dumb. You know, train. like it's just it, 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 watch, watch it all. And Twins, Matilda, baby. fucking yeah, all of it. So yeah, I, I, I really, I enjoyed, you know, kind of that. Not only the swapping, but the ability for multiple characters within this movie, multiple actors, I should say, to do their takes on Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's great. It is really great because they have these, you know avatars originally they're just doing these teenagers like you know very brief breakfast club stereotypes as we said especially in welcome to the jungle and this now it's that but you also have thrusted in like literal danny devito and danny glover impressions like it's not even their characters it's like who they are in real life you know Mm -hmm. because they've Mm -hmm. been acting for 40 plus something years and they're just legends that it's literally oh well their characters are just going to be how people think that they are in real life or you know how they are in every like milo walker i'm too old for this shit like yeah that's danny glover come on Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody knows that, and so everybody just gets to have a field day because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not just a teenage girl now. Where Jack Black just does the teenage girl voice whenever he's either of the girls, it's just like, all right, well, it's just the teenage girl, you know. But imagine if it was a little more specific, like it was like Millie Bobby Brown, you know, not just yeah. a random teenage girl. Yeah, a very specific person that you know has been in a bunch of movies. That's so easy to do when it's Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. You have so much source material. Lou just listed out like five out of 10,000 things. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much more to go with. So everyone is just, you know, we were talking about them having a field day with doing those impressions of the teenagers in Welcome to the Jungle. Imagine this one where they get to play multiple and they get to do two of these legends that so many people know it's just Mm -hmm. god this had to just be like the most fun bunch of movies to to make 
<laughs> so I mean, you can totally tell that it seemed like it was fun to make by how well they act too. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, they all have chemistry. Obviously, like, The Rock and Kevin Hart have had years and years of chemistry, but oh, every yeah. everyone just, like, paired with each other so well that imagine if it was, like, Kasdan's first pick, or all these actors were his first pick and everything, you know? It worked out perfectly. But imagine if they were all his first pick, but then, like, they didn't mesh together, and it was just, like, a oh, fuck type of moment, you know? Because they're all mm-hmm. great actors. Maybe they'd butt heads or something like that. They're not all team-based. And clearly all these movies or both these sequels are like always pulling off how it's a team based plot, essentially how the whole thing is about like having friends and family, you know, the underlying metaphors and all that, all the character development between the avatars and their real life or, you know, real life air quotes characters that are playing them in the film and shit. It's really good stuff going on there. It's just definitely like, it, it, it couldn't have had a better group of people, you know? Everything just worked out pretty much perfectly. And who knows what would have happened if it didn't. So I'm really glad because I fucking enjoyed all these movies. All three so, of them, including the great origin of the film that was based off of the picture book starring our mm-hmm. love Robin Williams, you know? I just love them all. I can't fucking rank. I'm not ranking these like it's the Alien franchise, like I'd love to do or something. I can't. These are all so fucking good, dude, in their own little ways, too. Yes. Even though these two sequels are very, like, in the same realm, they still have their little differences that are why I can't choose between them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not just one up everything in the sequel? We just gave you another one that's like the retelling of a story, you know. So now that everyone has source material for it already, let's just go fucking nuts with this one. That's why I can't imagine what they do for a third one, even though there was a stinger at the end of the film. If you guys, oh yeah, you guys waited a good 20, 30 seconds. Got oh yeah, to see my boy Lamorne Morris. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So the here here's here's one thing I wanted to mention. Before Going back go. to the OG. All right, all right, fine. Never here's what here's the only <laughs> only thing. Here's the only thing I want to mention before we, we get into that because I do want to talk about that. Imagine. Um, I I had a feeling when they established that, uh, they established that Danny Glover was sick. I I knew that one. I I thought both of them were going to stay in the game. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah, thought yeah. both Danny Glover and Danny DeVito's characters, respectively, were going to stay in the game. I did not think they were going to leave because if you think about it, once they established that he was sick, we already knew that D- Danny Glover was not in fucking the best shape. He had just had his fucking hip replaced. He's living in a fucking cold ass house, right? The the heat the heat guy's not there. The aunt, you know, the the daughter's waiting for you know the fucking repairman to show up. All that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was think I was thinking in my head like they're both going to stay. They're best friends. They're reunited. What the fuck? They're they're their bodies function properly because they had that whole sequence where they're bending their knees and fucking gyrating their hips and all that shit. I'm like, they're just going <laughs> to stay here. Yep. They're going to yep. stay here. Muscular so, little boy scout. So I knew I thought both of them were going to stay. So when that didn't occur, but one of them did say, it was like, huh? All right. So Dane, De- Dane DeVito wants to be buried on earth. That is depressing. <laughs> you know, well, like, well, I, I think the thing was that, like, he still has a family. I think Danny Glover was, like, completely. He had no up. one. He had Dude, nothing. He had no one. That's why he went to go tell, like, his old partner, friend, even though they weren't friends anymore, was that was it, dude. Mm-hmm. That was the whole, that was the whole reason he went there and got sucked into the game and, you know, plot, <laughs> plot mm-hmm. for his character to exist. Yeah, exactly. So, 
it's not like I don't I don't know. I think I think that works. It is sad to think of it like, oh, he's just gonna stay in that game by himself as a horse. We should see the size of your anywho. You know, (laughs) doesn't seem that bad, but like, you know, does he still only have one life left? Because what if something fucking happens to that horse and then you, and then you're done. So someone has to look after this place. And then I'm just like, inconsistency, you can still die. What in the, is it like, is it like when you beat the game, you get to just hang around free. Like after you beat GTA, you can just free roam now and whatever. Maybe it's the type of thing where it's like, he thought, well, if I've only got one life to live, right? Like on earth, I am now in a right. different body. In a different body, I I can fucking fly. Yeah, I, can fly. Fl- I can fly. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's what it was. It was once he was able to fly. That shit's like a drug. That's a crazy <laughs> drug. That's a crazy. You can't you can't let go of that. And and they you know they don't say it, but the horse cock. Yeah. You can find some yeah. nice some nice uh, horse punani. Camels. I'm pretty Camels. sure. Camels. <laughs> yup. Yup. We all know Jeffrey's in the back. Exactly, exactly. It's a good time. Yeah, so uh so were you were you like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm a fan of that how it was just the one of them staying low or no, was no, it no. just I, seemed I, more I, predictable that maybe the two of them would and instead just Milo, which makes correct. sense." Correct. I I was I was thinking because the whole thing so think about it this way, the whole theme of like within within Welcome to the Jungle and within this is in a roundabout way, you have folks that are uh, they're not super thrilled with their bodies, their current, you know, the, the way in which they, they act, they feel about themselves in mm-hmm. the real world. So when they go to this new world and then they got a whole new body and they're super strong and smart and whatever, they're confident, all that bullshit. They're smart. Like they feel uh, like a different person. So again, we see mm-hmm. that happen with two elderly folks, which is kind of sad. Right. But then you also then I'm thinking, well, fuck, they're just going to break. They're going to break the formula of this of these movies they're gonna stay there and it's like because they realized we have an opportunity to kind of relive who we are and redefine who we are my fucking i'm not living in a freezing cold house and climbing on ladders and replacing light bulbs right and i'm my fucking daughter and her dumb fucking grandkid coming to visit me i can live live their whole life already the teenagers correct correct so like Mm -hmm. i almost viewed that as like a way in which they could reinvent themselves or almost like rebirth or some bullshit but like I don't know. It's not that I was taken by surprise, but it was an, it was nice that it wasn't exactly. And motherfucker became a horse. <laughs> it would have been different if he would have stayed as Lion one of the main horse. characters. It, it would have it would have been different if he would have stayed as one of the main characters. He actually swapped his entire existence on Earth as a human to be a flying horse within Jumanji. Pretty badass, you know. That is pretty badass. It's true. They could always go back in and hang out, or you know, maybe things will come out and hang you know, out. The only thing that's got to suck about that is after being a human and being able to speak and have conversations as a horse, you're only going to be able to talk to fucking uh, other linguistics experts and other horses. Yeah. Yeah. As far as we know. Exactly. As far as we know, it's just mouse. Just that mouse. Zoology, bitch. It's true. It's true, though. Our man Finbar. Surely you recognize me. I mean, you know, maybe it's just that point in his life, though. Like, nobody else is staying there with him. So it's like, who else are you going to go talk to? Nigel? Maybe, actually. How dare I say it like that? He can probably hang out with Nigel, I'm sure. They're fast (laughs) friends now. But yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, unless there's a bunch of other 
fun little things we got to point out. You know, it's a great movie, so everybody's just got to watch it. So many other things that are happening in it. But I do want to just, you know, since we don't know what's going to happen, we got to talk about that stinger to yes. see if it's going to be for a sequel because that would be a great way for them to end their own trilogy and just make it the four movies anyway by going back to the original formula of shit is now out of the game. Whatever they did, you know, with the video game console of it you know as we've been joking the old commodore or whatever it is when it's all fucked up whatever spencer did to it now is making shit come out of it and maybe you know do they just have to like fix it how's it going to be turn-based like the original jumanji movie that's what i'm you know that's what i'm thinking you guys have any thoughts to share at all on it though that's pretty much mine I want there to be another movie though, because I love these movies. So like, yeah, I would totally like there to be another movie. Yeah, oh, man. I don't think it would be going overboard. You know, I don't think it would be too much of a good thing if they just did a way to finish their own trilogy and yeah. keep it and keep it at four and not do you know twelve Land Before Times or was it thirteen oh. or fourteen? Uh, <laughs> it was, it was like, tech. It was technically 14. it was fourteen total. Well, this had the series already, though. This had remember the Jumanji. Well, not this is what I'm oh, saying. The, that, fran- like, the franchise like, yeah, with the one yeah. with, with Judy and Peter, the animated one we talked about. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I know, but there I know was, that was but a see, little there was before also... Joey's time, but me and Lou, that was on when we were kids for at least a couple seasons. So we but see, on there was that. there was also there was also a Land Before Time animated series as well. There's just there's just, there's just so much goddamn land before time. We need to get we need to get off of it. Yes, yes. Or we'll be on so it that, forever. That is that is that is because there's a, fourteen of them. As, yeah. Yes. Anybody want us good, to do the land before time franchise? Please do not email us at lurking class. <laughs> please do not. Go ask on, us Lou. To, <laughs> ask us to watch fucking Hot Rod or something. Yeah, the thing is about post credit. The thing about post credit sequence um, <laughs> that I really liked is. The ostriches. Just, Boom! We got him in a corner, no, Joey. The no. dumb fucking idiot. He liked the ostriches. No, the I did not like. I, this listen, listen. That's what this it was. The, That's it what did, it was. This fucking dumbass Mandals? bass player does not does not <laughs> like the fucking ostrich. But what I will say is, you bring up a good point. You bring up okay. So what does that mean? Because it doesn't explain anything. If we are oh, now, it means that we can't go to the animal kingdom now, and Joey doesn't like roller coasters. I don't know what I'm going to do in Disney with you guys. <laughs> it means literally. Epcot? We going to Epcot? I think I think we're going to see a return of the actual physical board game. I that's would, what I. I would that's love, what I think is going to happen. I would love for it to somehow become turn based again. Where I don't know, you know, how is it going to end up being them playing the game though? You know, our OG crew of the of yeah. the the squad of teenagers. You know, how are they going to end up? Are they just gonna are they just gonna go back to like Spencer's house and then be like, oh, we have to fix the game or whatever, and then suddenly it's it's a board game again? <laughs> yeah, I mean and they they yeah, they did it once before, just opposite, so <laughs> why not do it again? If it can spark a whole nother sequel for this. Yeah, so, oh, so you know what it is? It's magic. And somebody has to say something like how young Colin Hanks metalhead drummer dude said like 
eh, who plays board games anymore? And then the drums were like, dun, 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 turn it into a video game. Boom. So someone's got to be like, man, I wish this wasn't a video game anymore or something. And then it turns into a board game because they said it. They prompted mm-hmm. the magic. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm going with. What do you guys think? I like it. I think Jumanji responds to those who seek it out. I, it you does, know? exactly. And usually it seems like it can't be adults, even though adults got sucked in somehow. I still don't think adults have the draw to hear the drums. No. That's they just get to like. experience the fucking chaos as it occurs around them. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. I, have my, I have my moments. Thank you. Thank you. Bass players. Now, how many of those things rhyme with Scary Movie 3? Hmm. I got a, I got two verses and two choruses worth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect amount, believe it or not. <laughs> Joey, what do you think what do you think they're gonna do if they do another one? Something like that or another route? I honestly probably I I have no idea what they would do. I mean What else could they do? Like, you know? Turn in, they turn into a card game. Right, well, you know what is like what is right now because video games have been wow. huge even since you know so it starts off where we left off in in the in 96 97 i believe whereas we know video games were still huge like ps1's just about to come out i believe n64 is coming out that year or something video games are still huge now 30 some almost years later what is like you know are they gonna do they turn into like a TikTok video? Like, what is Dude, big I, right now? You know, I that, can't really. Yeah, I, I honestly, I can't think of because it's go, it's going with it, a video game like that it's be- going with the times. But if it's this trilogy, they already have the first two sticking as a video game. So how are they going to have yeah. shit coming up in real life as a video game? VR? I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> no, I, mean, I think it has game. to it has to stick with the video game type of aspect. I think, yeah. but but. But now that they're including, you know, the the, the, the turns or the anim- yeah, their plane of existence into the real world, like it is the board game, uh, movie, book, etc. I'm just like, I, you know, I'm really, I don't know, I, I don't have a full blown prediction for what they could possibly do. I just want them to, <laughs> I just want them to do it. That's what I know. Yeah, right. And we can Dude, hope that I, they do. What if it? What if it just shit just like I don't know. What if the game turns the world into Jumanji, like around them, like the terrain you know around them starts changing. Yeah, like, like once like, they leave that little town area where Nora's is, like it's like the original Aunt house Nora, and shit. Like, Aunt, Aunt Nora, Nora. Yeah. Aunt Nora. Yeah. Oh, I would, lo- I would love exactly. So Aunt Nora is thrown so cool. in. Aunt Nora's thrown into it, so it's officially canon. Even like, you know, like. Like it always was, I, I guess, but it's officially canon with the original Robin Williams now because there's a character really from it that you see. You yeah. don't just hear their name. That exactly. is, uh, that's pretty rad. But I thought it was great. But I, mean, I would love if they could like see the the parish house in this in the night. You know, they go back to like the real area of town that that one was filmed in that looks just like like when they leave i was gonna say originally when they leave Nora's diner or whatever the heck it is they go down to like the town square and then they see the old shoe factory yada 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 shit like that maybe not like that would do too much but it's like once they leave the town everything's turning into jumanji land it's just funny easter eggy kind of things you know yeah yeah yeah. oh plenty of easter eggs in these dude 
We can get to them. We're coming up on the fact section. Believe it or not. Yay! Give me some. Give me some fat facts here, Mike. Some fat stacks. Yeah, stacks on stacks. Give it to me, baby. All right, we got some fat stacks and fat facts and 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 sat facts. Sat sat. Nah, I can't. You know, I was trying to get them all in there, but I couldn't get everything in because it's not as easy as you think. Saying words, obviously. But one of the main ones we can say is that most of the scenes were shot on location in Oahu, Hawaii. It was the jungle hey. scenes specifically, uh, from both movies, as far as I'm aware. And we have some of those giant uh, statues that we've seen throughout each sequel as well that are all the game pieces from the original board game Jumanji. In case anybody didn't know that one. Yeah, right? I think we did, but you know, in case anybody didn't. There's also a little fun video game knowledge that Ruby Roundhouse's outfit was inspired by the Tomb Raider games. I could definitely Ooh. see figure that out yeah right interesting that makes a whole lot of sense makes a lot of sense and she for sure references in the first film how like it's super impractical to have all that skin showing out in the jungle mosquitoes and whatnot yeah that was a good time uh so there was a lot of i'll I'll just direct people to getting like this the blu-rays or dvds as well because the special features are really good on both of the ones that I have. And one of them is just the DVD. So you can still get some special features just from buying the DVD, which is pretty great. But from what I've seen, there's a really good behind-the-scenes part that's specifically featuring the advancement of the CG from the original Jumanji movie in the 90s until now, which, as we know, 20-plus years is... You know, it's 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 huge because of basically just what happened in the late 90s and 2000s. It's gotten so much better. And they really go through how they fixed each like pretty much every animal sequence. You know, when the alligators are being shown jumping, the hippo, obviously, the snake, the cheetahs that were not that great, you know, or jaguars, whatever they were like. Yeah, obviously, still CG. But it looked a little bit cleaner than the 90s one. And the really cool one, or I'll kind of focus on two of them actually, is the snake in the first one was a 3D printed snake. Now you guys Hmm. know 3D printed stuff? Oh yeah. They 3D printed the snake? They 3D printed the snake. Dude, I wonder how the fuck long it took them to print that. Dude, it probably... They probably printed it all in like pieces and shit and put it all together. Oh yeah, dude. But still, it, you you try to 3D print out a fucking toothpick, and it takes, like, 24 hours. Oh, yeah, exactly. It probably took forever. But it had a little lever for the jaw so they could, they could open that and stuff. And when they were adding the fangs to it, they added some ultra slime under them so you could get that gooey when uh when k hart yanks them out you know very nice uh, and they printed it a little larger uh to scale as they would say because they wanted you know so they can add the effects of when it opens its mouth and everything eyeballs and all that you know they they it's it's like the model is just like very bland color wise 
and then all and like that's all the cg does is it adds all those little colors and inflections and like the the tongue the eyes you know all those little weirder movements which just seems like whoever was operating that was probably having some fun but uh oh yeah also, dude <laughs> yeah and there's also the hippo sequence which i really liked because they show a brief moment of how in the first one jack black gets annihilated instantly by the hippo as we've seen and it's really fun because he's just attached to invisible wires and like is picked up and suspended and he's shaking all over the place and then they make CG around that for when like the hippo swallows him up basically but to get the practical side of how it starts they just pick him up twist him on his side and he shakes a shitload like he's in the hippo's mouth and it looks super hilarious Oh, that's awesome. It would probably look hilarious if it was anyone, but since it's Jack Black, it's like especially oh, hilarious. Yeah, I know. So I really like that one, and it's just a good reason to check out some of those behind-the-scenes stuff. Or if you, you know, even maybe try looking up on YouTube or something. I'm sure they might yeah, be out there. Weird. So speaking of more facts and stuff involving the set and shots, when they did the bizarre scene, which they've done kind of in both of the movies, you know, the little mm-hmm. like town area, the cake cake scene, famous oh, yeah. cake scene. That's one that was just on a set that they made in Atlanta. Some of that stuff, you know, they're not just setting up shop out in the jungle in uh in Oahu. They straight up did didn't made a set. A lot of sets were made for indoor type things there in classic awesome. Atlanta. Yeah, you know, bouncing back and forth. Can't do everything there. Here's a here's some funnier or not funnier ones, but you know more comical or amusing or something that uh apparently The Rock pitched the name Smolder to Jake Kasdan, the director, and he just was sending him a text like I feel like the name Smolder would be really funny, and then the character like makes this face or something, and then it's obviously the classic Rock scowl with the eyebrow and everything that he's been doing since he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. It's really cool that he just gives him that. That's so perfect. Let's him do that, yeah, and that's how Smolder was born. It's a good one. What? I know. Uh, another crazy little one. Didn't know this. Apparently, the great Tom Holland was slated to play the role of Seaplane McDonough. Oh, no shit. But something went down, and he had to drop out because he, uh, you know, had a little conflict with a movie called Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, just a little conflict. Yeah, you know, a little side character being Spider-Man in his own fucking movie and everything. I can't imagine that Marvel's allowing too many liberties when you're uh, Mm Spider-Man. So, yeah, that made for a great day for Nick Jonas to come in and just have his dreams be made on how in one of the behind the scenes thing he says like, uh, did I have a good time on this film? Like, are you kidding me? My first scene is me holding a torch going through the caves with Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack Black. It was a dream come true. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, like, it's Nick Jonas. He's <laughs> famous in his own right, you know, but he's not fully known as being an actor. So it's like getting to do that in a movie with all these incredibly famous popular movie stars oh, is yeah. like... It's like top of- actors that's fucking awesome yeah to just be alongside of them and get to witness everything you know and especially even in this movie gets to come back and has a good portion of getting to hang out with them all together that's just gotta be great man yeah it's gotta be fun you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like a super fun movie to make. That's like that's just a great opportunity for somebody uh, not as big like that, or even Aquafina, who really has like blown up since right around when this movie came out. She got her own TV show and then was in Shang Chi, and you know, just going, doing the thing, doing the thing. Behind. <laughs> so, uh, some other behind the scenes funsy poos that I saw is uh, the Doom buggy scene. Gonna talk about some Doom buggy in the sand. Little green oh, yeah. Doom buggy in my hand. They had cameras attached from like the roof, bending around to the side, so they could get those side views of inside the cart. And they had a lot of the with well, the practical ways that they just went to San Diego, where the great dunes are, and uh, drove a lot of ups and downs. Kind of put in the. Uh, ostriches where they're needed, you know, and the parts where they're, like, right next to them and everything. But basically all the rest of that was just, like, CG. They didn't show how they did the thing with Kevin Hart getting pulled out, which I was kind of bummed about. But I'm sure it was the same thing. There's just, like, some lever pulling them up and they're standing still in a car with a giant green screen behind them and everything. uh, Because I can guarantee you that for the mandrel bridge scene... They were in a giant blue screen room, just surrounded mm-hmm. by blue screens. And it was one bridge for kind of each little, each part that they had to go to. There would just be like one bridge that they're walking across. And then, you know, if they had to jump down to the other one, they jump and it's just blue floor and everything. So when like, oh, uh, yeah, so when Ruby Roundhouse like, falls of- off, she falls off into this blue, you know, padding thing. And then they have a whole yeah. other sequence of her being suspended with a giant fan blowing up at her so that it's like, that's her falling and everything. And then the same thing with Ming, they have a whole little like slide of mats so she can roll down that when she's falling down the, uh, the, whatever the one bridge when it's cut. When it's it's like sliding. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have a giant room with all those millions of bridges, you know, they just had the one that they were spinning around. And then they, whenever they show a giant sequence of all of those panned out with the mandrels, like hundred percent CGI until you see the characters in it, it's completely CG. And there's just in a giant blue screen room that then they superimpose them on the bridge into that. Everything CG, which is like, I think they said that was the most complicated one as of how we've talked about the albino rhino sequence in Welcome to the Jungle, how that was pretty much the most complicated one for them, but just made for an insanely great and fun sequence. One of the best parts of the movie, you know, seemed really hard. There's a lot of that. That whole sequence took them like multiple days just hanging out in a blue green screen room, you know, with a helicopter and they're just they're not moving. <laughs> but the world around them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So that's some good shit that I liked. Uh, a lot of other stuff in the behind the scenes where I'm sure, uh, you know, just figure it out. I think I got one or two things here. Like, oh, Lou, you were talking about how you liked that, the bike chase. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the first one. That was a big thing that you liked. That was filmed on a ranch. In Hawaii, uh, I, f- I I gotta find what the name of the town was here in a minute, but I do believe that it was a ranch that also Jurassic World was filmed on. And there's some part where there's it's just you know just a scene or two or just a sequence or two in this area, but they but it says that there's a camera shot where if you see the exact correct shot 
is almost in the same spot in Jurassic World. And you can tell that it's like the exact same landscape, basically. Oh, no shit. And it's just, and, and yeah, and those movies came out like a year or two apart. So they were filming mm-hmm. them almost within the same year. And then they almost have the same shot that shows the same area. That's just kind of. That's nut- awesome. Oh, shit. Nutsy. Yeah, really so I have it here. It's the Kua, Kualawa Ranch in Hawaii and that was the bikers the bikers uh chase scene as they call it and that's awesome. Jurassic World had some had some stuff filmed there yeah there's just a random scene in that one Jurassic World from 2015 Chris Pratt vehicle speaking of you know reboot sequels that were pretty solid <laughs> in a world of a million ones that weren't yeah there's some good ones some good ones right here call that backpack powers Pull that out of my backpack. Uh, I'm not sure if I have too many other ones, honestly. I was trying to get a lot of the sequence stuff because that's really what it was, you know? A lot of the other things are obvious. We know that these are the first chose people to be in that, you know? We know that it was in Hawaii and everyone's just having a fucking blast. So watch this movie and also have a blast. That's what I have to say. Those are some recommendations for me as well. You recommend these, do you? Uh, I do. You, I recommend all three. Ooh. Yeah, I would definitely. I would recommend watching these in order. If you're, I mean, for those that haven't seen, now start any with of this these, one. <laughs> yeah, start with this one and work your way backwards. Your no, way backwards. Um, I would. Uh, I would definitely recommend starting with the original one and then just going in that that succession because you, similar to myself, as I said last time, was very skeptical very fucking skeptical like i avoided watching this fucking movie yeah cause until re- this year reboots reboots sequels 20 something years later you know not all of them have been fucking winners man they never seem to really work but um yeah yeah i would 100 percent fucking recommend this entire series this entire franchise watch them in order and if you really want to have fun check out the animated series you'll get a good get a good laugh some creepy ass animation Ooh, creepy ass animation is true. And I was surprising. Like, I remember like a year or two of that show going on, but it said it was like four or five seasons. Yeah. Yep. Nutso. Nutso butso. Yeah. Saw too many episodes of that. <laughs> Saw too many. <laughs> Saw too many episodes of that. Filled with regret, just like when he said he wanted to get sucked into the fucking board game. And now he knows. Now you know. No, motherfucker, because they didn't have fucking ostriches. They weren't in the desert then. <laughs> We've already established this. We've already established this. I want to be sucked into the no, board game before the sequels were made. Get the smaller. No, I'd even be fine. I'd even be fine with the with Welcome to the Jungle. I would be fine with that environment. All right, just some hippos, snakes, some motherfucker really cool hanging on the bad guy. Fucking cake, bro. You know that's what I'm talking about. Hey, if you were mouse, you just got to meet that elephant, baby. That's what's up. Classic story. That that's what's up. That is what's up. That's uh, it. That, that's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. Those those are the closing thoughts. Watch this movie. They're all or uh, watch this movie. Watch all the movies. Thanks for listening to our entire uh, new series of this trio that we did last three episodes. Hope people are down. That we're always down for suggestions. You know. Uh, I do believe we have a final battle for trivia to be declared.
Ooh. To the death. To the death. The duel to the death. We have a grudge match here. Between we do actually. Motherfucking Yosef and Lucifer. We're gonna have to stick with our four lead characters, lead avatars, while we play this game that I call line reading. Where I'm gonna give you guys a line from either Welcome to the Jungle or Jumanji the Next Level. Both movies. And nice. all y'all gotta do is tell me which of the four leading folks said said line. So we got Smolder Bravestone, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We got Mouse Finbar, Kevin Hart. We got Professor Shelley Oberon, the great Jack Black. And we have Ruby Roundhouse, Killer of Men, Karen Gillan. Those are your four possible answers, gentlemen. Nice. Which means you each only have two choices for each round. Now, I'm going to do, um, you know, some of, these, some of these are pretty obvious. Some of them not so much. It drifts from the levels of easy, medium to hard. Basically, we're going to alternate each round. I just like having somebody, I like, you know, determining who can at least go first to kick it off somehow. So, Joey, you get first dibs on this line, but Lou, the next one is yours. So, we'll keep alternating each time. So, unless you guys really don't know it and you guess the wrong one, it's really the only way to uh, determine points or not, which is good because it's not just a sheer luck-based game. You really got to remember who said what. And also how I said it's the avatars or actors in this movie, a lot of them switch around, so might fuck with you. You know what I'm saying, saying, saying. Yeah, I, got you, I, got you. I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right. So you know, if you guys just want to answer the actors' names or the avatars' names, I don't want to hear any fridge or Alex or Bethany okay. or Milo. Yeah, exactly. None of those, as I'd say, quote real life involving in the movie, quote. Uh, characters. This is just the avatars. So, okay. for this line, Joey, are you ready? I am totally ready. All right. Can you tell me which character in the Jumanji video game says this line? Are we in Florida? I feel like that's Mouse. All right. We're going Mouse, which is K Hart. Lou, uh, you, can, you can you can choose anyone besides K Hart. You know you got three. No, options. I got it. It's Bravestone. It is in fact Bravestone. We oh, got Danny shit. DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. Shit. Yeah, damn. Because I will damn. read those. I will read them very uh very monotone, very normal yeah. voice. But but now that you know, I will say, are we in Florida? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't just give it away and do the voice as as oh, much yeah, 100%. as it, as. As much as it pains me to not read it in the voices every single time, as you guys know, I'm really holding back. So that was good, though. But, Joey, you know, you're going to have to be on your A game now because Lou gets to go first on this one. So he might know this, which is a, a thing that happens. Lou, are you ready for your quote? Mm-hmm. Which character says, shut the front door? That is Finbar. So you're going with Mouse. Mm-hmm. Mo- Moose, I believe. Joey, who else 
besides the moose? Um, maybe Jack Black. Jack Black is also another character. Yeah. And the answer. Oberon. 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 Prince Oberon, character in Game of Thrones. Uh, it was the Moose, though, who said that. It was uh, one of the first uh, Danny Glover things when he is very surprised. Yeah. Yes. But don't worry, Joey. You get to go up in this one. But Lou's got two points, so you better fucking get this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. You better get it. All right, your quote is, maybe this character is not totally useless. Oh, Jesus Christ. Kevin Hart. That's Kevin That's Kevin Hart saying that about that's Mouse? Kevin, that's, that's Kevin Hart saying that about... No, oh, that's a... Uh, oh, shit, no, that's Oberon. Sorry. Motherfucker, that's your fine. You can't be... Why do you have uh, fucking name, dude? Uh, let's, make, let's make up our minds. I, I already... Mouse, damn it. Well, I mean, you kind of muttered and stuttered. So who do you want to go with? Right he wants now? to go with he wants to go with Oberon. I'll, I'll just I'll like I said I'll go with Mouse because I already said Mouse first. Well, it's not what you first blurt out. I reaffirmed who you wanted to say, and then you stuttered. So who do you want to say right now? Oberon. All right. <laughs> How about you, Lou? Oberon. Fucking... All right, Joey, you <laughs> succeeded in getting points. You understand why the game can fuck with you because of how yes, the characters. I was thinking, I was thinking fridge because because uh, he. Yeah, played, yeah, I yeah, know that. That's yeah, why I was thinking yeah, that. Yeah, I meticulously organize it like that for a reason, fucker. <laughs> I I never fuck with you guys when we play these games. What are you talking about? Anyway, every what? single time never Come on. happens. What's Moving the next on. one here? All right, Lou, your line from. One of the Jumanji films is the Brothers Bababak. That is. Who says that line? You say his name. That is Oberon. Is Oberon is what Lou's going with. Joey. I'm going to go with Mouse. You think Mouse says the brothers Bababuck? The brothers Bababuck, yes. Well, we have zero points awarded for this one because it is actually in the midst of Smolder as Danny DeVito, Grandpa Eddie, being totally enthralled by the beauty that is his ex. When someone says, what was their name? And she says, the brothers Bababak. Kababak. See, even, even, I'm, even I'm messing it up now because it's funny. She says it the right way, and then he repeats back while he's entranced by her beauty. The brothers Bababak. Kind of mutters and stutters it. Yeah, yeah it, it is interesting, but it's true. Watch the movie. You'll know. No, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting you, man. You got. How do you a doubter? You got a freakish uh, memory, and I do not. Uh, I do not doubt it. So it's not freakish when I just write it down as it happens while I'm watching the film. 
<laughs> you have a freakish memory. <laughs> you have All the right. best memory out of the two of us. Well, I wrote it down while I was watching the film. So I really I'm informing, wanted to... I'm informing the listeners that don't see you once a week you that Mike has an extremely good freakish memory and can recall Oscar nominations from 1982 before he was born, which is extremely impressive. You know what? The um, thing didn't get anything that year, and that's the year the thing came out. It's a bummer for everybody. <laughs> it is a bummer for everybody. Thus, but they got point. a they anyway, got a composer. What the, what's the next? I believe what's the, the com- next question here. He won um, an Oscar. Uh, all right, Joey, it's your your turn up. You guys didn't get the brothers Kakakik. Kakakik. All right, Joey, who do you think? says this line. My friend Carl is just like that. Mouse. Moose. Moose. K-Hart. K-Hart. Moosey Mouse Man. All right. He said it three times. I think that affirms who he's going with. Lou. I would also go with Finbar because I believe that's the answer, but I'll just say Bravestone. Hey... You're a scholar and a bravestone because it was Moose Finbar. You got that right. One of the hilarious OG oh. deliveries from Danny Glover when they're talking about NPCs. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Which is ridiculous how he's just like, ah, oh, my friend Carl is just like that. <laughs> Poor Carl. NPC. I feel bad for Carl. Funny thing is, I don't remember knowing much about NPCs until this moment. All right, your turn, Lou. Yes, sir. Hey, that's great because we we got a tie ball game here. It's two two. We'll keep it rolling. I got a few more, Lou. Your line that we need to know who said it in one of these films is, "I can't say this enough. We're in a video game." Uh, go with Ruby. Going with the Roundhouse, Killer of Men. Killer of Men go. is affirmed, Joey. I'm going to go with Oberon. Oberon, Jables, as he's been known. It's going to Lou. We got a Ruby Roundhouse quote. Ooh, Ooh Lou. Hell yeah. Way to go. 3 2. Coming to Joey. Joey, who says this line? Yes, Kaputsky. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, Oberon. Jables? Jables. All right, he's reaffirming Jables. Who do you think, Ludog? I'll go with Bravestone. Smoldering Bravestone is not the answer. It's Jables. Ooh. I thought I thought maybe I'd get some of you guys on that one because uh, Bravestone is that- the one that says, you mean it like dead like Kaputsky? So he says Kaputsky first, but Oberon's the one who responds back, yes, Kaputsky. But wait Word. a minute. Couldn't fool you, yeah. Guess I'll go fuck myself in the shower tonight. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so that was you, Joey. You got it tied back yeah. up. All right, Lou, this one's coming at you. Your line reading by me needing to know who says it is this body is a machine. It's Ruby Roundhouse. 
All right, Lou thinks Ruby Roundhouse would say something along the lines of this body is a machine. But what do you think, Joey? I'm also going to say Ruby Roundhouse. Well, you can't because of the game and how it works. But yeah, it's Ruby Roundhouse. So I understand the, the dilemma that we're going on here. Uh, so we got one to Lou, but Joey, this one's coming back to you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Your line is, that body is a loaded gun. I'm going to say Kevin Hart, Mr. Moosey Mouse. Says that. Mr. Moosey Mouse says the words, that body is a loaded gun. So, not Moosey Mouse, Lou. Uh, Oberon. Shelly Oberon, the professor who cannot do burpees, plural, because he did one. So he cannot do plural burpees, is who you're going to go with. You did do one. Ladies and gentle folks, you're right, you're right, you're right. Who's right? I didn't say who. It is Oberon. That body is a loaded gun, is what Martha says when she is in Shelly's body for about two seconds. So, Joey, this one's coming to you. You got to get this right to stay in the game. All right, you ready for this? Uh, this, uh, I am ready. This, this quotage. All right. The quote for Joey to get right or wrong is the worst bravestone of all time. <laughs> Dude. K Hart. Mr. Moose and Mouse Man. All right. Lou has won the game. <laughs> Wait, what? That's, Dude, it's, that's it's Oberon. Oberon who says that. Wait, what was the line again? The worst bravestone of all time. That's Oberon. Oh, it's God damn it. I was thinking of fucking fridge again. God I know. damn it. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Bitch. Why the God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Lou, you win and you get to get sucked into the jungle. And oh, wait a second. Uh, you got sucked into the sequel, dude. Uh, first round is the ostriches. Uh-oh. Which sequel? Which <laughs> sequel we ta- which sequel we talking first, about? He said first round is the ostriches. Take your guess. <laughs> <laughs> Take your fucking guess. You hollowed earth. <laughs> Elvis loving dinosaur riding Hitler fucking motherfucking fuck. Yeah. I like where you're going with that. That was good. I know. That was as far as I could go. I have a few more of these quotes. I'm going to read them off. (laughs) I ran out right at the end there. Uh, I have like three more quotes left in case we had a tie game that I'll read them off to you. You guys just shout them out if you think you know. Who would say something like, we can do this. It's all about finding the right timing. Uh, Oberon. Joey, who do you uh, think? Say no, that is actually Ruby Roundhouse when they're during the bridge sequence. Oh. Yeah, oh, she's kind of she's reaffirming, but it does seem yeah. like it would be Oberon because he's the one who can see the geometry and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I made sure that it got difficult towards the end here besides of one or two giveaways as I like to do. Uh, I also had, this was one of my favorite lines too that I really wanted to say. Please don't ask who Ming is. Oh, uh, that, that is Ruby Roundhouse? No. It's uh, Bravestone. 
brave stone it's when spencer yeah it's when they're back. going yeah they're, yeah and oh, he's yeah, 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 yeah. and they're trying to be yeah the, who do you what do you what do you mean i got tweezers in my pocket that whole thing <laughs> let's see you friend bing do that there's like a brief pause where nobody's yep. saying anything and he's just like please don't ask who Ming is. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that. And I had a final giveaway line, which was he's 75 years old and he just learned how to fly. Who says that? Joey. Um, Come on, Joey. Who says he's 75 years old and he just learned how to fly? Bravestone? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so the, ling- here's- the linguistics guy? <laughs> Oh shit! Bravestone, okay, yeah, or uh, Oberon, dude. <laughs> Jesus, because they're bouncing around in circles. K Hart at the very end when Milo wants to stay. Yeah. K- our boy Mouse Moose, Mousy Moose, Moosey Mouse r- retorts back. The fun, yeah, that was it. That was all I got. What were you gonna say, Lou? Nope, nothing. Oh, ho, ho. thought you were gonna lay down your brag for defending the. Uh, the 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 I don't even know whatever they call the the belt in wrestling. I wanted some more rock references there. Do you smell what we are cooking in this kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Hella jabronis. Yeah. So that was. So yes, you you have the title only to be taken down for whenever we do our next film, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Stay tuned and keep on listening to punk rock and watching movies. I don't know. Watch this trilogy. Watch this trilogy. Yeah, watch watch this, trilogy. this trilogy. What you doing? If you haven't seen any of the three movies, what are you doing? What are you doing? Watch well, them. honestly, they're, they're let's give some of them the benefit of the doubt because we know we have Ostrich and Enu listeners. The Lou oh, will yeah, not apologize yeah. for. But also, no. in case you guys... <laughs> In case you got sucked into a video game for 26 years and you never have seen any of these movies because you just came out of the video game, just watch them. Very politely, just watch. Yeah, you know, they're good. You, you haven't been missing out on much. Not like Steve Rogers is just in the ice for 70 years. But, you know, watch them. It's so good. That's all I got. And- Thank you for choosing this, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I, I hope you guys can still eat cake at the end of this. Hey. Hey. Dude, poor he has PTSD from that shit, dude. He's got PTSD. See? PTSD. I know. I was like, uh, cake? See? <laughs> He's gluten-free now. It's official. Nah, hopefully we can come back uh, in a few years and tackle a one-timer of when they finish off this uh this four pack here and we'll see yeah, what happens with that bad. next movie uh-huh. stay rad until then hello players of jumanji and thank you for listening to indecisive opinions hope you enjoyed our trilogy on the jumanji movies but our next adventure awaits together for we will be covering a new episode this month and the film in question is Trick or Treat Michael Doherty's Halloween anthology film stay tuned until then folks and remember 
We are lurking class. And we slay rock and roll.